episode 173. This is the former world's fastest man, Tim Montgomery. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. I'm your humble guide on this journey to awaken your alpha. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. It's all about rising up to the next level to pursue your ultimate lifestyle and create your legacy. It is time to awaken your alpha. Okay, guys, this is literally going to be my favorite of season two. And this is, you know, I've got an athletics background. Fair enough, I wasn't a 100 meter sprinter, but I try and I was a pole vaulter. But we have today someone who's been at one stage the world's fastest man. And so we've got Tim Montgomery on the line, and I'm just going to give you a quick intro. Um, but firstly, Tim, I'm just excited to get going. So, first, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. So, I'm just, I've told Tim I'm just going to read his intro from Wikipedia. Um, and he's like, uh oh. So, we, so, this is it. So, it's a quick background, those of you who are not athletics fans as well. So, he's an American former track and field sprinter who specialized in the 100 meter dash. I don't think many people call it the 100 meter dash around the rest of the world, 100 meter sprint. <laughs> So in 2005, he was stripped of his records, including a now void men's 100 world record of 9.78 seconds set in 2002. That is fast by any means. Okay, so this was after he was found guilty of using performance enhancing drugs as a central figure in the, Bal the Balco scandal, which is huge if you're in athletics. Okay, since retiring from athletics, he's been tried and convicted for his part in a New York-based check fraud scheme and for dealing with heroin in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Montgomery's, this is a more stuff I want to talk about as well. Montgomery's first major medal was an, was an Olympic silver in the 4 by 100 meter relay from the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. He was a 100 meter bronze medalist in the 1997 World Championships in athletics, then shared in the relay gold medals with the United States team at the 1999 World Championships in, it keeps saying in athletics, we get it, it's in athletics. <laughs> he took Olympic gold at the 2000 Summer Olympics with the American relay team. He initially won a silver medal in the 100 meter at the 2001 World Championships, but, he was, but this was annulled due to doping. His official personal best for the 100 meter stands at 9.92, making him a sub 10 second sprinter. Boom. So, what everyone anyone says, that is officially a sub 10 second sprinter. At one stage, you were the world record holder. Again, we're going to talk about how you got there and the road that took you there, but that happened. We dug straight in there. That's what's out there. There's obviously a little bit more. Is there anything you'd like to add, take away? Or um, I'm sure there's things you might want to take away, but is there anything you'd like to sum up about your intro or bio or add anything to that more up to date? To tell you the truth, before I learned what my purpose was, I would have said I want to take some things away. But since I learned what my purpose was, I want to keep everything the way it is because I wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for my past. Yeah. It wouldn't have made my present. So Tim Montgomery is a street racer. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I think I know because obviously I'm a fan and I, I've seen this recent thing as well because I say the, the, the link here as well is uh, Tim's friends with Liam Collins who I went to university with and I've interviewed for Awakening Your Alpha before and there's recently, you know, something I think is awesome that you two have been involved in revealing the reality because you know everyone absolutely hammers people like yourself who get caught but there's a lot of people who don't get caught and everyone's like oh they're brilliant but everyone seems to know it's going on but we focus on the ones who get caught which you know obviously we, we've got to focus on the ones that get caught but there is a lot more going on out there and so you guys are doing are involved in doing something to basically share the truth the reality yeah uh like i said i'm a street racer yeah as a child, I raced on the streets. And it, it, for the boxer fans out there, you have these, these alley brawls. And I'm a professional <laughs> fighter. Well, I'm an alley cat racer. <laughs> I became a professional runner. Blimey. So, so my background is in the streets. Yeah. 
and having to spill over into the Olympic Games. Yeah. So, you were just super talented, you know? I'm sure there's lots of guys, like you say, racing, and they were doing all sorts. They just weren't as talented as you. Right. Or they was talented as me, but they didn't make it to the big screen. <laughs> so when, I mean, I think I saw something recently in this, uh, this most recent documentary about, you know, the dark side and you, you know, helping expose certain things, especially Liam as well, going undercover. But um, when you talked about this, as I think someone mentioned to you, like, what was the first time, you know, you were exposed to, or what made you go to the dark side, if you want to put it like that. And you mentioned about your street racing. Didn't you kind of grow up with seeing people from an early age to use enhancing stuff? Well, that's why Red Bull is so famous now, because people want to get jacked up. Yep. <laughs> so in the streets, when you're racing, people want to get jacked up. So they use stuff that's in the streets and that's narcotics. Yep. Drugs. So they trying to get an edge. Even when I was playing little league football, or I know y'all call it soccer. Yep. We play American football, and the coach used to have this bottle, and he had a, a skull on it with an X across it, and it was M Ms. <laughs> and he would give them to him before the game, and he would call these are the mean pills. These make you mean, right? Oh my God, yeah. So the kids would put it in our mouth. We would just start hitting each other on the pads. And I was like, as a kid, I said, it tastes like ML. But if he say they mean pills, they mean pills. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you have to be careful what you teach your kid because it will start going into the adulthood. Yeah. What are the adult mean pills? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. next level mean pills. These yeah. M&Ms are awesome, but what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the Olympian <laughs> M&M pills? Yeah. <laughs> I know about them too. Uh, so I was home for about, I just got incarcerated. I was out for about three months and I just heard about Facebook and I set up a Facebook page and a guy named Liam Collins <laughs> from England. It's like, is this the real Tim Montgomery? It's like, uh, I think it is. It's, if it's someone else, out there that's Tim Montgomery, the wrong one went to prison. That's the one that he went to prison. <laughs> so I said, yes. He was like, wow, you got a tremendous story. Uh, I would love to write your book. And I was like, are oh, you a writer? He said, well, no, <laughs> but I like to write. He was an ex-runner that was fourth and he's never cheated before. And he thinking that he could have been first had not performance headsons and drugs might have been involved. Yep. Other people. So I was like, wow, I got someone that want to write my story. I got someone that understands the street side. I got someone understands the PED, PED side yep. on the clean side. You know, uh, he won the people that didn't get a medal or didn't get a chance because of people like me. Mm -hmm. So I said, this should be interesting. And I believe in giving people second chances because people have given me a second chance. So I said, let's do it. And yeah. from that point on, as we start writing about track and field and what made me go to the dark side and him understanding and me seeing 958 and 199 and guys running sub 980 over and over and over yeah. and over again. I'm like, when do they have a peak season? There's no peak season no more. That, yeah, that's the thing. Because as, as an athlete, I, I, you know, like you said, I, I peaked for the big, I put the biggest competition of the year on my calendar and I was working towards that. And there's no way I'm pulling out my best throughout the year. It just doesn't happen. Right. They don't, they don't even have a warm-up track meet. They come out first race, no race rhythm, and run nine sevens. I'm like, is this possible? Now, what made me think it's possible because I said, okay, there's some guys that's on the 100-meter line that has cheated. Yep. That's back on the 100-meter line now. And they're running even faster now than they was when they was running when they was cheating. Yeah. So I said, let me think about this more. <laughs> okay. And at 19 years old, I broke the world junior record. This is a 19-year-old. I weighed 128 pounds. I ran 996. Okay, 
they took the 996 from me because they said the track was three centimeters short. Three centimeters short, that's the margin between the white line that you put your hand behind. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, make it 998. Nine, yeah. <laughs> so genius. <laughs> me coming from South Carolina, I didn't have the, the firepower to fight them. Yeah. And I wasn't that, that athlete that come from a D1 school. And we're talking about D1 over the United States. We're talking about a big institution. Yeah. This is a junior college guy. No one we never heard of run 996. Now, my second fastest time for the year was 1012. But I peaked for our championships. Yeah. Don't forget that. And after college, I went back to South Carolina and I was back with no track because we don't have a track in South Carolina. So yes. I was back running on grass. I was back training myself during the summer and went to U.S. trials and still ran 1012 and got third place at 19 years old. So I went overseas uh, in 1996. I, was, I made the U.S. team. Yeah. My best time that year was 10.06. Uh, I ended up receiving a silver medal by running two rounds, and that hurt me. So I ran... Tim, I just got to ask, because I'm just thinking straight away from, as soon as you said 96 Olympics, the thing I'm sure a lot of um, athletes remember from that, and I'm sure you do, especially if you was around this, Michael Johnson, 1996 at the Atlanta Olympics. How close to that? Where were you? Did you see that live in the stadium, or were you back at the Athlete Village? Or Can you remember I was, that? I was, I was live in the stadium. Oh. And first I watched him run the 400 round. Yeah. And then I was really had Frank and Fred just pick to win the 100 and the 200. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way Michael Johnson's going to run four rounds of the 400 and come back and beat Frankie Fredericks. And he, the 200, I love Frankie Fredericks. The 200 was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that. He's just different. I don't class him as a, he's different. <laughs> we, we, we think he's different. I got something for you. <laughs> it's going to shock the world. Okay. Okay. So that 19. 1932. 1932. What, yeah, I want to know what you think about that, especially at the time, because everyone says he's Superman, and that running style, it works for him, but it's, you know, it's, it's different, and he's just, he's just a machine. Well, that's the thing that got me confused, because if you build a building, I don't care what type of building you build, the angles for strength has to be correct or the building going to crash. Yeah. So his angles, as far as I know, are incorrect. When it I'm comes concerned to about this conversation because I'm not even joking. I'm going to put it out there. I love Michael Johnson, but I, I, I am still like, I, I know where this conversation could go in terms of, because it is kind of like, wow, that's impressive. But at the same time, you start thinking, hmm. Well, <laughs> I, anytime, someone, anytime someone do anything that's of that nature. Yeah, it's like a, a big advance. A big jump, not like a slow increase. Yeah. Especially when you're an athlete, you say, Coach, I need to run like Michael Johnson. <laughs> I need to change my form. Yeah. Because if he can run 1932 with that form, that's how I should be running. And then you go to practice and you try to run like Mike and you're like, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is not going to work. So, hey, I'm a big fan of Mike. I'm a big fan. Yeah. At 19 years old, he was a person that that would sit down and talk to me. He was a person that was there for me. He was a commentator that talked about my foot speed and my frequency at a young age. Mm-hmm. He, he's never taken away the talent that I have. Yeah. Now, I made a bad decision because coming from the streets, right? I used to race cars also. <laughs> Blimey, that's, that's more dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I got hit by one. Doing a race. So I used to race cars. I was beside athletes in the 100 meters that felt like a car from the start. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, whoa. Now, I've been doing this since 19. Yeah. Where was they at when I was 19? Yeah. And where are they getting this type of power from? So from 19 years old until I decided to cheat mm-hmm. at, the, at the age of 28. 
28 it was. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. 28. Wow. This, I, I can relate to that. Well, no, I, listen, I never cheated. But I, in my mind, I didn't think I was good enough. Like, if I'd have cheated, I, well, I came full for the UK uh, Challenge final at the time. So I was, I was the guy who was probably generally ranked 10th a lot of times. If I performed to my best, I might have got a fourth, maybe a cheeky bronze medal. And I never turned to the dark side, as it were. But I guess the, the issue for me was I didn't even uh, pose that question. I, you know, I, I didn't even think it was an option to me. But, and I tried not to think about the fact that like, there's potentially there's some people in the first and second places who maybe are. I don't know. Right. If you thought you had a chance to become first and you were doing everything you could in practice, mm -hmm. you were doing everything you could in your life, and they said, like I say, the metrics, Red or blue pill? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I took the wrong pill. And mm. so in 2001, when I decided to go, it was like, is this really for me? Mm. Do I really have to do this? So I stopped. Okay. I left, I left Victor Cunty, uh, it's on record. I stopped with him. He started working with Dwayne Chambers. Yeah. So he started working with Dwayne Chambers. So I said, okay, Maurice Green, Dwayne Chambers, that's my competition. I used to love the Kansas Cannonball. I don't know about Dwayne Chambers, <laughs> but I used to love the can Mainly, I used to love his bit, his build up on the start line. It was more like a heavyweight boxer or something. It was, it was good to watch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. everyone was just very chilled and he was just looked like he was about to knock someone out. <laughs> and that tongue, I want to just rip it out of his mouth when he would cross the finish line. <laughs> I love it. See, it's good from the spectators. You're like, oh, that looks fun. But I can imagine if you're amongst it, you're like, this, this guy is annoying. <laughs> just wait till I get in front of him and it's my turn. That's all I could think about. Just wait oh, when it's my turn. That is awesome. So, <laughs> So in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, we all got guns. <laughs> no one's on the line with a knife. <laughs> yeah. We all got guns now. Now it's all about who draws the quickest. So it's almost in a weird way. It's like it, it is a level playing field at that level at that time, potentially, because people talk about, oh, you know, we want a level playing field, no drugs, but the, okay, that is the ideal scenario. But in reality, you were in there and you, you know, you've obviously got insider knowledge and you know what's going on. And so it's kind of like to compete, there is a pressure, obviously, to do that sort of thing. Right. And, that's, and, and to level the playing field, basically. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm seeing now in the era. See, that was the non steroid era, mm. <laughs> what I would say. Now, in the steroid era, where everyone thinks that everyone's cheating, they starting to say, whoa, it's all right to have an edge. Mm. It's all right if you hurt and you really need this to come back and feed your family, then we're going to give you a pass. Mm. No, it's not. Yeah. I didn't get a pass. No one else should get a pass. Agreed. For the man that's, that, that, that kid has cancer or the kid that's sick, and he goes and rob a bank to get money to pay for the doctor bill. Yeah, it doesn't justify it. It doesn't justify it. So my, my biggest thing as well, from a, as an international sort of track and field and sports fan, the thing that wound me up, honestly, growing up as well, is in England, like, if you get, or Great Britain, if you get caught for doping, you're, like, you're screwed. Like, it's Olympics, lifetime ban. And then we're watching these Americans who are literally getting caught, and then they're back in the Olympics. Or, like, they're, they've got a ban for, like, a year so they just have a year training and then they come back and i'm just like because you want like when you when you've taken stuff the benefits go on as it that's, what I, that's what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. so from 2001 when i had made my gains yeah. in 2002 all i had to use was insulin and hgh i didn't have to use a steroid yeah and my first race was 994 in south africa remember before, that's your warm-up. <laughs> hey, before it took me like five or six races to get to that point. Yeah. Now, I'm coming straight from winter training, 
Snow on my shoes. <laughs> nine nine four. Boom. So now I say, whoa. <laughs> What's going whoa. on? <laughs> yeah, what is possible now? Right. I know what's possible and I know what's not possible. Mm-hmm. So as a, if you was a mechanic and you've been a mechanic for a, a lifetime, yep. you can hear a car and be like, okay, I don't need to put it on the machine. This is what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. If you a coach and you see an athlete and you see performance and you'll say, oh, I know what's going on. So when this idea about someone going on the dark side came about, I was like, Liam, you will have the knowledge that no one else has. Liam was undercover for eight months. He visited tons and tons of masterminds on PEDs. Mm-hmm. He has the holy grail to performance. Yeah. 958 is slow. <laughs> but when you yeah, when you're taking what you're taking. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying if I'm not saying you saying Bowden's taking anything. Yeah. But I did order a bag of yams. And I've been taking yams from Jamaica for the last year now. <laughs> The results are, I'm not breaking 10 seconds right now. <laughs> no, I know. Doesn't he eat chicken nuggets a lot as well? That's, I think that's from McDonald's. I think that's his uh, secret pre-match meal. <laughs> hey, the guy that ate McDonald's for, for six months straight or something like that in his, his liver was just fat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating chicken nuggets too for a long time, but I'm not even talking about it because you saying, Bo, I absolutely, absolutely Love is mine. Mm. I think he's so good for athletics. I love it. I love his mind. I love the way he can get on the line and bring out the best performance. That is very hard, and people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Under pressure, performing at the caliber that he performs at, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, last year I was like, can he do it? Because, you know, he literally, he peaked for the championships, like, it was a lot of questions because of he hadn't been running that well. So. Not just running that well. During the time he was coming back rehabbing. Yeah. I don't know how you rehab and can't get in top flight in practice and then get in top flight doing race. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely re- remarkable. And the only reason I'm saying 958 is, is slow is because if he's not cheating, it's absolutely fast. Yeah. But, but for anyone that's cheating in this day and age, that's not running faster than 958, it's slow. I like that. That's a different opinion. I like that. It's good. I'm saying with what's out there. I've got an idea, actually. Do you think, like, like when you said that, that makes complete sense. And the other viewpoint is people are like, you do not want to come out and run 9-2 because everyone would be like, whoa, don't test this guy forever. Like, track him because that's too much of a jump. That's freaky. So do you think people are kind of like, a bit like, you know, if anyone's going to take it, they want it's going to be like 9.50. Like you said, they don't want, if someone pulls out like an 899, everyone instantly going to be like, this guy's on drugs. Well, my main, my main, that's a great, you brought up a great point. Because mm. look at the point here. Now, you got rounds. Why would you run? that fast in the rounds and burn yourself out for the finals. Mm. All you're trying to do is make it to the next round with the most energy and keep your body intact. Yeah. I mean, the 400, these guys are running 43s. Why would you run a 43 in a round? Why would you open up with 44? It makes no sense, <laughs> right? Unless you're and, a machine on the special juice. <laughs> well, you're not trying to run 44. You're not trying to run 43. You're just running, but you don't even know your power that your body has. Mm. So when you look at the time, you're like, I didn't mean to run that. I wasn't even trying to run that. Yeah. Because you don't understand what your body is doing. It's like, it's not like the pole vault. You can set, <laughs> you can set it up 
to break this record, yeah. to go this far, to go this far. And running, you just start thing, and then you can see them shutting down at 40 to go. And you look at the time, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. With 40 to go, what pace was you on? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I better shut it down. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doping. You still ran, you still run nine nine two. You still run nine eight. Shut it down. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then they disappear, and they can't break ten four, ten three, ten two. Mm. So interesting. Right now, you know, I have a daughter that is 13 years old. She ran eleven nine. Mm-hmm. That is fast. Oh, it's about the same type of speed as I ever run the 200. But I did the last time I run 200, I was probably about her age in my defense. <laughs> That's fast though. For a 13 year old, and her dream is to go to the Olympics. Now, as her father. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, what do you think about that? Bearing, knowing what you know. She says she want to break Flo Joe's record. <laughs> That's what I've done. Yeah, because you know what that means. <laughs> I, that absolutely terrifies me when she said that. Yeah. And as a father, I looked at her and said, wow, I don't want to take away from your dream. Is that your goal? Shoot for it. Mm. So as Liam went undercover and he came back with all this information. Yeah. I mean, he has the, he has the, the holy grail. He has the dirty side. Yep. And he has the clean side. Don't forget, we compare everything on the clean side of what the body should, should need. Mm -hmm. Now, if we share the clean part, it's not going to beat out the dirty. No. No. But if you have the talent, you can certainly, if you did the clean part, be somewhere around 958. Mm. Nine six eight nine. So so, do do they got that information? I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's, it's interesting because I and I, I it's something people obviously wrestle with, especially people who love athletics and like high level sport or love particular sports stars. They kind of don't want to know, and they will they will definitely there'll be people who will start dis discrediting people who are exposing this because it's kind of like they're happy to think of certain American sports stars as as they are and kind of like if they've done it they don't want to know they just want to you know enjoy what they've done and not you know because it, it is it is tough when you know someone who's potentially been a role model or a hero to people is, is exposed like the lance armstrong thing that went on for so long because no one want, no one honestly wanted to know because it's like what he represents it, it crushed a lot of people's dreams but they have to know because and that's why I wanted this information because I want to share it with the kids. Yep. I want to share that, hey, you can do the clean stuff and be as good as the people on the dirty stuff. Now, you must have a certain amount of talent to beat the ones that's on the yep. dirty stuff, but it can be done. Yeah. You can't, I, can't, I can't take a, 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 a drug dealer off the street and not mm -hmm. give him a job. I must give him a job to yep. stay off the street. Yeah. So I know what it has done to my body. Yeah. The same reason why I didn't know what prison really was like. I wasn't afraid to go because I thought it was people in there playing cards, having fun. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're thinking of UK prisons. My view of UK prisons is like a little holiday camp compared to, I know they're not, but I know US prisons are like harsh. That's how I think of them. Right. And there is no friends in prison. You think, oh, I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to meet some friends, have some fun. No. So everybody's talking about all the glamour of life or driving cars and wearing this and going here and going there. They're not talking about the bad parts. Mm. I want to put out what has happened to my body. Yeah, I want to know about this because this is something you never hear about. You know, from running that fast, I develop a heart murmur because you got arteries. And mm. if your body ain't used to going, it's not built to go that fast. It's going to rush blood and it's going to stretch the arteries mm -hmm. part of the reason flojo might have had a heart seizure you know so and my kidneys levels i'm having a lot of troubles right now yeah but 
And that's why I want to share it because I don't know how much longer I got here. Yeah. How old are you, Tim? 40, I'm, I'll be 41 January 28th. Looking good, man. Gonna, apart from if you're telling me you've got internal things because of, like you said, you, 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 you've paid the price in se for certain aspects, but... Hey, I, got, I, I tell everybody, I got a Ferrari body and a, and a, a Chevette engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, so, hey, you'll jump inside the car and you go to mash the gas and it just ain't the engine used to be. <laughs> the thing is like, you know, burn bright and sure, or like, cause like you say, if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't risk things or, you know, you, like you said, everyone makes mistakes. And I think people who just will absolutely hammer someone, you know, if there's mistakes, I think people should get hammered, but you know, you didn't kill anyone. You, you, you were chasing your dream and you, you made clear wrong decision, but then, you know, like you said, you don't regret it because it's made you who you are. And now you're trying to expose and help others and share it. And yeah, so, and you, you couldn't be doing it in the way you're doing it now if you hadn't been through the dark side. Hey, I, I, I see about like 600 kids a month. Mm. This a month. Yeah. And some of the places I have to go, they look at me because they see me walk in with all this Nike stuff. They see me uh, pull up in a nice car. They see me and they say, well, you, have, you haven't went without eating. You haven't been to prison because they see me bringing these medals and then when i share my story with them they say oh he he's just like me the thing what happened in prison was i was able to be around people that came from broken homes yeah came from parents that was on heroin that i used to sell it was a reality check so i owe everyone in america i owe them I have to go back and repay them. Yeah. Even the sprinters in the 100 meters, the ones that was clean, and I took glory from them. I owe them. Yeah. And if I can't give it to them, I'm going to try to give it to the kids. So when I stand up and talk, I'm talking from I don't care what no one thinks about me. I don't care what no one like and dislike. Yep. I'm just trying to make what I do better. There's no point looking back in terms of you've done what you've done. What are you doing now and what are you going to do? You know, that's, that's, that's all anyone can do. Okay guys, just a quick word from me. This is normally around the time that the show usually finishes, but with this specific interview and I'm just absolutely loving it and getting into it. So this may be a good point for you to pause if you like to listen to it in half hour chunks. I just want to have a quick announcement as well because this is going to go for as long as Tim wants. No, this is about, we're about halfway, guys. So, just a quick announcement exclusively revealed today the first ever Awaken live event in Los Angeles, California, down on Manhattan Beach. Awaken the Entrepreneur Rises. The date of this is this April 29th and 30th. So, we're about 45 days out at this point. It launches today. So, jump straight over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken and you will see there that there is a ridiculous launch deal on because someone's got to be first so jump in there take advantage it's a no-brainer if you get across there some absolutely legendary speakers it's literally been you know my life's work to this point and specifically over the last two three years getting this all together and i've got a real strong very strong program for you guys there it's going to be an absolutely inspirational event but I've said too much. Get your ass over there as soon as you can. <laughs> awaken your alpha. So ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. Jump across there. It really is a no-brainer if you listen to this show. Um, and again, don't let your current environment hold you back. Wherever you are in the entire world, I have many times jumped on a plane and got over. It helps when it's Southern California and on the beach. Got over there and just expanded my horizons. And you know, I've never regretted going to a live event not underestimate the power of meeting other people in mindset as you're on the same path for greatness <laughs> okay so head, head across there I'd love to see some of you there and I've made it you know as cost-effective as I possibly can for the quality I'm bringing across there so get across take advantage I'm laying it on so you might as well come out there give me a high five and you will not regret it I will see some of you very soon 
we've jumped back into now Tim Montgomery we really dig into you know some exclusive stuff here that has never been said before um, from you know a very well-known public figure okay enjoy guys well a, a guy told me he took me to a graveyard he said hey you see when they was born and you see where they died in between there right there it's just a dash it don't have anything about you on it mm. so he said he go a kid right here that was born 2003 and died 2007. Mm. the first thing we say wow they lived a short life then we go to another one that was born in 1960 something and died 2015 yep and we think they lived a, a long great life but we don't know what's in the dash i'm mm. going to make people know what's in my dash i love that love that man um i, I mean we touched on some of your origins there as well and i just want to bring it back to you in terms of when was an awakening moment when you certainly so you come as a street racer when you realized damn i'm fast like when you realized maybe i could go to the olympics you know when was it like when you jump or when you realized i'm gonna run this is gonna be like my thing well in south carolina track wasn't big mm. football <laughs> i was gonna say did they not just try and stick a crash helmet on you and like be like you know run forest a bit like because if you can run that fast that's what happens in England. Like you get pulled into other sports where there's in England where there's money because track and field athletics in England, it's like you do it because you love it because there's no money in it unless you're like number one in the country and still you'll probably struggle. <laughs> yeah, I played American football, but I, like I said, I was very small. Yeah. Uh, so I kept breaking bones. <laughs> so, uh, my How dad, tall are you? Because I'm going to like you even more if you're similar height to me now. How tall are you, Tim? Five. Uh, do I got to tell the truth? Uh, yeah, well, I do, I do, I do. Five nine. Oh, I'm five eight and a half. And oh. small people always use the halves, man. So you're massive. You're bigger than me. You're above average because I must be like average. I don't know. Anyway, I know that. Five nine. You're huge. It's awesome. You're the right height. It's okay. <laughs> so five nine. I was when I left for college. I ran one twenty eight. So I never thought about college because I was a superstar in the papers from racing. I was superstar on the streets. Yeah. And I hadn't been exposed to the other side of the world. So as long as I had enough money to go get me something to eat and buy me some tennis shoes and clothes, I was content. <laughs> I didn't understand bills at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't even know about the Olympic Games. Yeah. And this is God help you. I didn't even know who Carl Lewis was until I got to college. Whoa. I didn't know, like the T one thousand with his hands. I didn't even know who Jesse Owen was. What? <laughs> I didn't even know. Man, I had never even seen Olympic Games or World Championship. I didn't even know nothing about a World Championship until I got to college. Wow. So my ambition wasn't even to go to college. I wasn't even going to leave the town. And then I witnessed my friend uh, kill someone. And I just wanted out of town. I wanted out of town. So, yeah. so, so I ended up having to go to a junior college because I never took the SAT, ACT. I took it too late. Yeah. Uh, everyone had gave out their scholarships. I uh, had tons of letters. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to look at. I used to take my letters and say, hey, look at this college right here. Wrote me. Look at this college wrote me. That was all I wanted. I didn't want to leave the town. <laughs> you wanted to be wanted, but you just want to be like, I'm wanted, whatever. I'm staying here. We yes. all want to be wanted. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> So, I mean, you filled in a bit there as well. So I suppose uh, we've, we've talked about what, what made you decide about going down the path you went, but it's, it's hard to pick. And, you know, this is going to be yours. When was the time? Because obviously you're talking about it now. You, you talk about a very matter of fact, like, oh, I went to prison. It wasn't good. But when was a time in this, in this career or this life so far when you thought, when you was like, it was a tough day. You were rock bottom. This was the, like the start of your Rocky story in terms of a bit of a comeback. Like when you thought, this ain't good. I need to make some changes. Or the day you got caught, I guess. I, you tell me. It was the day I got caught. Mm. And they sat me down and said, hey, do you know we saved your life? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, 
You remember the night you left the club and you looked back and it was a car? And I said, yeah, I remember that. He said, well, they had followed you home. They had followed you home and we stopped the car and they had guns, ropes, masks and everything inside the car. Jeez. And that's the day we decided to go ahead and take you off the streets. Oh my God. That's when I knew it was for real. That's when I knew I succeeded. I succeeded in track. I went out to world record. I got it. I did something wrong. Is he the death of prison? I went to prison. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's interesting because people obviously who don't know the details of your story. And when you said the day I got caught, people instantly say, Oh, the day you got caught doping. But no, that's a minor thing to the day you got caught where you was about to be basically kidnapped and killed by drug dealers by the sounds of it. Yes. Jeez. That gives you some perspective, blimey. So prison saved my life. Mm. Wanted to be out here showing people that I got jewelry, I got money. It's going to make them come for it. Showing people that you're helping others. They only can respect you. And that's the only respect I want for now. That is awesome. It's a good point. I like that a lot. In terms of, if you had to give one piece of advice, I know it's, there's so much people can take this, but if you had to give, so someone listening in, whether they're 20, 30, and you know, they're trying to make, they're struggling, or they're trying to make their mark in the world, much like you were, much like we all are, especially someone who's listening to Awaken Your Alpha. What piece of advice would you give them? Just like you've got one minute and you're just like, dude, this is, you need to, or this is my advice to you. What would you say? I would say it's 86,400 seconds in a day. If I gave you $86,400 every single day, you would know how you're going to spend it. Know how you're going to spend your time each and every day. Understand. When I got suspended from track and field, had I had a degree, because I had a scholarship in college, had I got a degree to be a lawyer, doctor, what have you, I would have something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. The only degree I had was street, and yep. I fell right back into the streets. Always have an exit plan. If you're talented in high school, get the full benefit from college. Don't take the money the money will come. Get the full benefits from college. So now you got an exit plan because you yep. have a degree. Now get into the sport, make the extra money, put it away and either become a business person on your own or have it to where you don't have to work as hard. Yeah. That's the plan. Nice. 86,400 seconds every day and have a plan. Yes. I like that. And like you said, a younger person can take that on. Someone who's, let's go, there are people that are older than us. <laughs> Anyone who's our age, older than us, you can take that on for 2016 now, you know? You're just, oh, like 2016, I wish I'd done this. Wish. Just stop wishing. 2016, you got, you know, there is no tomorrow. I was watching, I was rocking, the Rocky, I was watching a little Rocky clip, someone, because someone I know kept saying to me, oh yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I'm just sending this clip that just was like, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> You've got, time is now. Yes, it is. I mean, if you don't like what you're doing, change it right now. Completely agree. Completely agree. And there's always reasons, I get it, of why you won't change. But when the need is great enough, you know, you can. And there is, these are self-imposed limitations when you start off the sentence with, yeah, but I can't because of. And then, okay, well, what happens if you change? What, it, at the end of the day, like you said, that dash between your start of your life and your end of life, you're responsible for that, the decisions you make. No one's forcing you to do that crappy job. For 20 years and complain about it that is the worst thing and again but much like no one's forcing me to listen to you complain about it so i'm not gonna <laughs> that's right that's right if you if you give them an ear then you enable them yeah you're fueling that Ugh. right <laughs> i'm told that a little bit of an alpha round to round up so i know you you again every second counts so i'm gonna make this count and i'm gonna let you get off and you know keep helping these kids and doing what you're doing so in a bit of an alpha round, we talked about a bit of advice. Is there 
you almost said it quite a bit. Is there a bit of an alpha quote or a quote that you like to live your life by that resonates with you now? Numa. I, uh, Numa Speed. Mm-hmm. Never underestimate my ability. Like it. Never underestimate your ability to do more than what you're doing. I thought I just had the ability to run. It's more about Tim Montgomery than speed. In your business and in your just living the life, is there anything that you think helps you in terms of there's no, <laughs> there's no magic pill? Well, there is, but you're not doing that anymore. So <laughs> but is there a resource or something you use now in your daily life? I'm very spiritual, so the Bible is very, that's, that's my strength now. God is my strength. So I use that right there and say, hey, everything you have given me on this earth, you gave it to my benefit. Yeah. So I just use what the earth gave me. No extras. Nice. And then I, if you use what the earth gives you as well, you know, it's sustainable. You're not living beyond your means. You know, there's, there's nowhere someone's going to tap on your door and say, excuse me, what have you been up to? Let's bring you back. <laughs> I, can sleep, I can sleep with ease. Nice. What would you say is one of your personal daily alpha habits that you do as part of your routine that, like, if you don't do it, it's not a good day. Like, you don't function as well. What keeps you on the straight and narrow? Apart from the Bible, you've mentioned that. Being free. <laughs> <laughs> what are your routine, routines? Not being in jail. <laughs> You're right. Whenever I can go out, wake up, and open the door. As soon as I wake up, you know, it takes me a little time to get my Achilles warmed up before I can walk from all the time from running and sprinting. Yeah. By the time I can wake up, I just go right outdoors and say, whoa, no restriction. That's something people take for granted, but you don't take that for granted when you've been to where you've been. Definitely. Uh, Tim, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, one of the questions I always ask as well, and I've got no idea where this could go. Who do you recommend that I interview next or soon for Awaken Your Alpha? Is there anyone? And I usually ask for two recommendations. Someone in your network that you think, like, he may be well-known, he may not, but you think this guy has got some value to give. They've got a great opinion. They are an alpha in your mind. And then also someone who you'd, you might not know, but you would listen to that interview, whether it's someone very famous or someone who inspired you. Rich Blazer. Rich Blazer owns Affinity Energy. I think they did about 750 million last year. Uh, we talk on a weekly basis. Uh, he has been there for me. Uh, he, he, he gives me the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He helped me understand it. He told me, he said, I understand it, Tim. You was chasing the rainbow, and everything along the way on this rainbow, you got to the end and found out was no gold, just an empty pot. That was my life. Mm-hmm. So when you found there's an empty pot, where did you go from there? You got to understand you got to start creating. You got to fill your own pot. Yeah. It's not going to be there, that pot going to be full when you get to the end of it. You have to fill it. Definitely. No leprechaun is going to fill it for you. <laughs> so I mean, if you're speaking on a weekly basis, I would you know I would love an introduction, or even just you saying, "Hey, I've done this interview. Listen to it, and I know he wants to speak to you." <laughs> Is there anyone else that you don't know that um, in- inspired you from afar that you would think, "Hey, if he's on, I'm going to listen to the interview." Who would you like to hear that you don't know about? Who I don't know about. You know, so for someone like me, if if I heard like Arnold Schwarzenegger is being interviewed and saying, "I'm going to listen to that interview." Uh, you know, or someone Ray else. Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ooh, you don't know him then. <laughs> Damn. No. I would. I, hey, he's on the list now. When a guest recommends someone, I, I, I will do what I can. I will do. I will get him eventually. It's just a question of timelines. <laughs> they have a lot to say. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure. And if you need anything it sounds like you you got what you need now you, you, Freedom. you found, you found your, yeah. it sounds like you got what you need now um but you know I, I, if anything i can help with i don't know what but i'm here for you man it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today 
Um, and you know, as I said, I know a lot of people are going to find this valuable. Everyone's going to have their opinion. Um, I'm an athletics fan first, and I love the hundred meters. And I have my views about people, obviously, who've who've, who've turned the dark side. But I'm not as judgmental to say, you know, to just go, that's like, that's bad. I know there's more to it than that, you know. And I also agree that no one is perfect. And I think these people who are chucking rocks at people, the chances of them being uh, never making a mistake in their life are zero. And I just don't think people should do it. <laughs> right. And I think when they do make a mistake in their life, I'll be here to say, hey, I understand it. Yep. But the book is going to be great. Don't forget about oh, yeah. the book. <laughs> book. Okay, tell us about that. What's the best way people can hear more about you, your story, your life, anything and everything, or get in touch with you, follow Numa, Numa Speed? Tell me. Tell me the ways, man. Yeah, go Instagram, Numa Speed, Facebook, Numa Speed. The book is coming out. What's the book called? Is it Tim? It's going to, it's going to be called Numa Speed. Never underestimate your ability. Oh, so yeah. In this book, we've been working on it for the last three years. And we was like, we should finish. We should finish. It wasn't time. Mm-hmm. Now we have an ending. Yeah. When do we reckon it's going to be out? We're pushing for uh, September, August, somewhere around there. Come back on the show when it's coming out, man. And I will do what I can. We'll put it out. And I'm sure in this next year, with the uh, <laughs> documentary coming out, I know it's going to blow up for you this year in a good way. And I suppose in closing, what are your quick thoughts on, you know, some of the more controversial things in that documentary that are, hinted at, that are getting a lot of the publicity? What, <laughs> anything in closing, what are your thoughts? Like I said, we're inside the era where people just want to see people perform. Yeah. They don't want to know the details. They don't want to know the details. And the companies just want to make money. Yeah. Interesting. And that's not the way to be. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of instantly when you just said that? The new Will Smith film, Concussion. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but it's the same. People don't want to know. They don't want you to ruin their national sport by telling the reality of what's going on. And it's sad. Mm. When you start turning a blind eye, it's very sad. Well, that's when bad things happen as well. Yes. In the history, I'm talking like outside of sports, when people say, oh, leave them to it. You know, I'm not paying attention. That's when that gets out of hand and really bad things can happen. So, you, yeah, you got to, I, I appreciate what you're doing now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to speak to Liam again <laughs> soon about all that's happened. And it's been an absolute pleasure, Tim. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Head over to ayalpha.com, the number one place for you to get the most out of the show. Get the documentary that we talk, mentioned here was relevant mentioned here you can really dig into some of the controversial aspects of some of the sports stars that are mentioned just recently and obviously linked to the Super Bowl get over there and also all the details to the upcoming Awaken the Entrepreneur Rises April 29th and 30th in Southern California go across there have a look at the full details see who's speaking see what you can get out of there and then also see the ridiculous ticket I've laid on for you there if you go along have a look and all the information's there It is time to awaken your alpha.